Hey there, and welcome to today's episode. Uh, we actually recorded this interview about a week ago. Right now, I am in Australia for a friend's wedding, and I am in the Katoomba Blue Mountain region. If you want to Google that, it is some of the most beautiful views in the world. Right now, I'm not sure if you can hear it, but there are close to gale force winds outside ripping through the forest. That's pretty neat. And somehow, I'm still able to post this podcast, so technology gets a big thumbs up for me right now. Uh, today's episode is with Kate Morgan Chadwick and Brooke Tranter, the amazing team behind the award-winning short film, Oh Baby. This movie is a uh, masterclass in short filmmaking, and it mostly swept the JRS Short Film Festival, taking home Best Comedy, Best Actress for Kate, and the Jury Prize for Best Short Film. Brooke and Kate wrote and produced the film together, with Brooke behind the camera and Kate starring. These two incredibly talented women sat down with me to talk about making Oh Baby, the personal story behind it all, and what they want to say with the film. Uh... I really think this is uh, that they're pretty amazing in this interview. They are transparent. They talk about budget. They talk about the pragmatics of a pregnant sex scene. They talk about how their collaborative relationship came together. And it's not a surprise to me hearing all this why their short film is so remarkable. So uh, I hope you enjoy. I hope you learn a lot. And let's get to it. Lock it up. Very quiet and still. Ready. Scene one, take three, A mark. Let's jump in. Great. Welcome to Industry Town. Thank you guys for being here. You are the team behind the JRS short film winning Oh Baby. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. This is the first time having a three-person pod, and so I feel like we're going to work out the, like, who am I kicking each question to? Well, Brooke and I will make eye contact like this, like we're doing right now. There's a lot of choreography behind the scenes, guys. Yeah. You're not seeing it. So it's many wires, fun. microphones, uh-huh. chai tea lattes. It's, it's a whole bunch. Um, Kate, I actually just, I do want to start with you. Um, you just had a baby. I did. Who's like the secret star of this movie, Oh Baby. Total secret star, secret stash. Um, yes, his name is Cal. He was born August 20th. Um, we filmed, this was a two-day shoot, June 16th and 17th, so I was around 32 weeks when we did that. Ooh. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, gosh, I'm, I was so impressed. And of course, he was a week late, and there I was worrying the whole pregnancy that he was gonna be early and ruin the movie and come out before you know we needed him there. It's important to have expectations early for your kid. I know. Well, I, did, I have had people ask me, so did you get pregnant to make the film? I really have had a couple people ask me. They, they, your response is, is exactly my face when they my ask me that. My jaw is just on the floor right now. Yeah. I mean, do people see your face afterwards and they know that that was a bad question or not? Yeah, and I'm not good at hiding things. So I'm like, that's not how we did this, but... But that would be an that's another movie in itself, right? So how is post motherhood for you? I don't I I mean I haven't gotten the chance to talk and hang out or podcast with many brand new moms. Wow. Well so yeah. I feel like can you speak for all of women right now? Yeah, just, let, me, uh, really let just, me represent everybody right now. I'm gonna clear out some space for you. Just monologue for ten minutes. Go for it. Um you know, a lot of uh, a lot of things go out the window when you have a baby, including um, self-care and um, um, deodorant but mainly uh, one of the biggest challenges we've had first off being a mom is awesome I don't feel like a mom yet I still feel kind of like this teenager who's been um, charged with taking care of this beautiful little infant but the mommy things are kicking in like you know it just it all keeps getting more real and real and 
I don't know. It's what, what are the mommy things when you say that? I don't. Well, just like. Well, right now he's he's in his third leap. There's this wonderful book called The Wonder Weeks, um, and a leap is basically a, a growth progression, a growth spurt that babies go through. Um, is it cognitive or is it in, or is it everywhere? Well, it's cognitive, and then it affects their physical abilities too, right? So it's like right now it's smooth. Let's see, leap three, smooth transitions. So, so he's like starting to turn his neck more, and his eyes are following things, and it's not as like jerky. And in fact, in the book, it says your 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 baby will become less like Pinocchio and more like a real boy. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, great! I uh, so you got a Disney star. I yeah. Are you getting this kid out yet? Oh my gosh, no, but that's another podcast. Wait, I'm actually curious though. Do you have any plans for that? Or do you have any plans to not do that? Both. Both and like also how fun would that be? I told my commercial agents, I mean, also I'm it's been like a year since I've been going out and so I There aren't them. commercials anymore though. That's part of it. True. That's but a piece. I'd like there to be one for Cal and I because I don't know, we're just we're a good little duo so far. So I did send them some pictures of him and they're like I was like hey if there's any mommy baby auditions we're here <laughs> my brother just had a baby 10 months ago and they got that kid represented within like three and a half weeks oh wow but I don't think they've gone on a single audition I think it was like oh money this could happen mm-hmm, and right. then it's like no our baby can yeah. I ask a really honest question go for is it is the baby cute the baby is so cute yeah He's stupid cute. Then he's got like a giant head and like vaguely ginger hair and giant blue eyes, oh, and yeah. he just loves smiling all the time. Oh, he sounds like my son's competition. <laughs> well, honestly, I was thinking that if you want, if you ever have to have two at an audition, you could just grab Simon. He could oh. act like the older brother. And then Simon just and Cal. Simon and Cal. It sounds like a Disney show. Yeah. We're oh God, are we working on something right now? We're we're pitching. <laughs> my nephew and your son and it's happening right now and Brooke will direct it fresh on it got it great so when you hear Brooke when you hear Kate talking about uh, her baby kind of going less from Pinocchio and into a real boy do you feel any like comparison to your feature or to your short and to the work as a director of like something actually like starting off and it's kind of I don't know I feel like when I'm working on things it's a mess at first and eventually you realize like this thing is real absolutely I mean I'm not going to compare Compare it. I think it's a very different, but it, no, but equal. in a very they're totally, totally equal. Yeah, yeah. As a man, I can say that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm glad you chimed in. Um, Thank you. Uh, but it, it yeah, uh, in a metaphorical way, it was kind of like that. Uh, Kate and I knew we wanted to make something together. We had worked on a short last year together. It was a really lovely experience. So, I think uh, through filmmaking, I've learned to embrace the unknown. Um, because the ideas are already within us. It's just about unleashing them and finding that perfect writing partner or finding s- something to bring it out of you, right? So our process was started out not necessarily messy, but like, I don't know what we want to write. Yeah. I think, and Kate had, you can chime in any moment. Okay, Kate had, you know, this, this vision of being pregnant in a film and wanting to do that. And I was just on board from the get-go, like, it is, yes. Well, Whatever. Kate, when you're imagining yourself pregnant in a in 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 your work, is it is it a drama? Is it a comedy? Are you already seeing pieces of oh baby that you want to explore? Like sexuality is related to pregnancy. How formed is this? I I think well when we had had this discussion about writing something, we were spitballing a bunch of stuff. This was like last September, 
right? Mm -hmm. September of 2018, sorry. Yeah, 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 that's when we, yeah. And I had already been pregnant and I had had a miscarriage in May. And and so there was a lot of time in between where I was wanting to become pregnant again, wondering, I think once you are pregnant and then you lose that opportunity, your your mind shifts as a creative, and mine did. Um, that loss sort of inspired something within me. Also, wanting to get pregnant again was was uh, at the the top of my brain, and um, I, it was it was kind of a, a confluence of many ideas and and emotions at that time. I I guess I remember. I don't know why. I guess we were talking about wanting to become pregnant and then writing about that. And then the next month or two months later, I did become pregnant. And so I sat with that for a bit because I didn't want to tell anyone yet. And then I did tell Brooke in December. And then we just sort of went from there. It was like, okay, I'm pregnant now, but also I'm only, I'm still in my first trimester. So I don't really want to, I kept like not wanting to jinx it. It was all very, but Brooke felt very, it felt very safe for me to create something with her because we just, we kept one day at a time, just kind of like seriously, like journal, journey, <laughs> journeying through my pregnancy as a person who's having a baby and a person trying to create something. Very, I know I'm, I'm, it's a Sunday morning and it was the time change, and I had a baby <laughs> on my boob 18 minutes ago, so I'm, I might not be um, articulating this as well as I could be. Um, somebody's phone is ringing, Brian. Brent, somebody's Bluetooth is going on. Very fancy over here. That was the host fucking up in the middle of like a really vulnerable, honest thing about creation. And so I've, I've done my part. But I feel like I didn't even answer your question. I guess the uh, your, then the tail part of your question was like whether I wanted to make it a comedy or well, a did drama. Did you see what it was? I guess one thing that's really interesting to me when I talk to creatives and people who are creating their work is, you know, it's one thing to say we were talking about we wanted to create something and then you see the final thing later. And I'm often really interested in that little hinge point where you go from we don't know what we're going to do to wait. There's something. This is the beginning, and then that turned into this. And, and that's, now it's but that's movie. so blurry, is what you're talking. Like that, I don't think that click happened for us. It just it kept transpiring, right? And knowing and having the open conversations, very vulnerable conversations. Again, like Kate going through this very vulnerable personal time, and me assuring her that it, it was okay to dig deep and to go through those emotional um, places and to express, and that it was safe to do so. And no matter what, right? No matter what we ended up coming up with. And then we also had inspirational uh, creators as well. Movies that we were watching where we were like, women are really celebrated by these writers. And we we love that. And we want to dig deep like that. And how do we want to show a pregnant woman? What do we want to say? If we have this opportunity to have you be pregnant in front of a screen, we want to say something. Say something that maybe hasn't been said or that's important for us to say. Right. And I just, I think when we were spitballing before I knew I was pregnant in September, uh, before I got pregnant, there was this notion of, I did want it to be a comedy. I think I was coming from a place at that time where all I wanted to do was bring laughter, bring joy. And I knew Brooke is also somebody who loves doing that and succeeds at that and um, has a real talent for that. So, So I think... Um, that's that's when we knew we wanted it to uh, to live in the comedy side, but per oh, how O Baby is, you know, we just it's it's comedy with a little bit of uh, pathos there. You know, we just didn't. It, I, 
I couldn't yuck it up. I wanted with, with pregnancy comes so so many emotions. It's a roller coaster, and we just loved the idea of of having Jane showing Jane on that roller coaster for a few minutes in this split minute decision of wanting to find some connection at the end of her pregnancy. A single woman pregnant looking for that one night stand and does she get a little more than she bargained for? I like that a lot because when I think about you as an actress, I you're you are very funny, but it's never cute. Like it's never clever. It, you said I didn't want to yuck it up. I don't know that I've ever seen you stoop to that, I guess. I feel well, like you, you haven't been in class with me. <laughs> sure, sure. I have stooped many times. You stoop very low. I'm <laughs> sorry. When I look for the professional work, I remember, what was the name of that play I saw you in in Atwater? Bed. Dude, that, you were phenomenal in that. And I Thank feel you. like that would have been very easy to avoid the, the depth of that and live in the like the cuteness of that set. And, and there, I feel like there was low-hanging fruit that you, you didn't take. And I, I love seeing that in this work, too. Thank you. Uh, Brooke, you said you... If you're going to do this, if you're going to tell a story uh, with a real pregnant woman, you want to figure out what you want to say. Do you feel like you know what you wanted to say? I don't know if we knew at the beginning. I know that we wanted to celebrate her and her space, Jane's space, on her terms of what she wanted. And I think through a lot of our research, it was very interesting to watch films that had portrayed uh, women who were pregnant, who were embodying their sexuality but it was oftentimes in a man's space it, on his terms of what he wanted up. yes sir mm-hmm. um and and many other um it, it, we were inspired by other things but that was our number one and i was like well what if we shifted that and it's not it's not necessarily in his space he's coming in to serve a purpose in her life so we kind of flipped it on its head in that sense while also exploring what it meant to like have a partner for a night and what what does that look like when you've been headstrong doing this alone i got this it's all good but then experiencing that connection with another human being in probably the most vulnerable part of her life so far right about to have this baby and bring this into the world experiencing that connection with someone that maybe wasn't expected yeah and all these emotions come and just like, it's like a wave that she wasn't expecting. That was really fun to explore. And being on set and having these very vulnerable points and you know, having conversations with Kate in between takes, she's like, that got really, you know, that was a lot, are you sure? And I was like, please, yes. Just like, we're moving on, I promise we got it. I was like, promise I, me this yeah. doesn't look like a porn. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting. We were so, we, we were pretty crunched for time when we yeah. did the sex scene. And um, the romantic scene, the, the <laughs> passionate scene, I should say. Yes, yeah. It's very loving. A very loving, tender scene. Um, well, it does get more there. of a how-to. It's more of a, yeah, you're right about that, Brian. Step one. Yeah. So wait, because I want to get into that actually a little sure, bit more, sure. but I want to back up for a second. Sure. So uh, there's a third, well, besides Cal, who was in your in your uterus the entire time. There's another person No, he in was in movie. my stomach. Oh, stomach. Sorry, yeah. sorry. People are always confused I always get that so that. wrong. Uh, who's the wonderful actor in your film? <laughs> oh, TJ. Yes. Yeah. How does, how, how do you end up figuring out who to bring in? 
I mean, uh, that is that is a tough casting thing, and maybe you just knew. We pretty much. I did not know TJ personally. Kate and him go way back, which you can speak on. But we we pretty much wrote the role for him, um, with other people in mind. Like I don't know, Bradley Cooper. It's fine. Uh, he was busy. <laughs> when the future happens, there were some dreams happening. There were some other dreams. A Star happening. Is Born had just come out when we were writing this, and we were both very swept up into that Watson world. Some Jackson so. Maine. Yeah. Oh baby. Oh baby. Um, oh baby. Yeah, but. Yeah, Kate, you can speak to that. You and TJ go yeah, way back about artistically. And I mean, I knew that it, I, I just, listen, I was a little selfish here where I just wanted it to be somebody I was completely comfortable with uh, for that scene, for those purposes, and also somebody who could deliver the goods. And that was TJ Leonard, who I, yes, have known for about eight years. We, we were in New York together. Um, he's a fabulous theater actor who now has transitioned to TV. He's on Good Trouble ton of other things um um he's just I, I just i just knew with the short time frame we had we just needed somebody who could come to set and be there you and say that, selfish i say practical I, maybe that's how all decisions should get made i know but you know and the only role we really auditioned for obviously was the waiter dan the waiter yeah. mm-hmm. um and so we yeah that was practical you're right Pat yeah. my back, pat my back. Um, so now let's get into the sex scene because I mean, I have never seen uh, in definitely in a short, I don't even think in a feature, anything that felt like that honest. Um, I feel like you see, you know, kind of jokes about it or you see like um, it's going to start silly, but now we're going to make it just really, really sexy because this is a major movie and we're going to kind of ignore it. And guess what? It's Katherine Heigl, you know, pay attention over here. Um, I was really struck by the personal story nature of it all. The fact that there was some sweetness to it, there was also some humor to it, which, you know, like that actually is a sex life, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I was really struck by that honest portrayal. And I'm wondering, uh, well, let me start with you, Brooke. Uh, do you storyboard that? Are you going through beat by beat with Kate? Are you figuring out each shot kind of in, like in the moment? Uh yeah, absolutely no storyboard for this. And I think it kind of scared my actors for a while because in the script it literally said like improvised sex scene. And they what? both were like, are you kidding me? And it's just, Brian, it's just my background. It's just this amount of trust in the honest portrayal of a moment. And I knew we would get it. And I knew with these two it would be it would be sensational. So I just asked them to trust. And then obviously had a, a long in-depth conversation with my DP um, and my crew but it was just like please just trust and just follow my voice and be present and if and just trust yourself that you that you can be present in that moment and deliver honesty so that meant there were some very comedic moments when i was like okay put your legs here put this try this try that what else do you want to try you know that was another thing it was like it was collaborative i at no point was trying to um, direct. No, I was trying to direct, but like I didn't want. I didn't. I wanted it to feel back and forth. If Kate or TJ had an idea of something, they they were encouraged to try that, and that's that's what it became. And I was kind of. I just had my hand on my my DP, and she followed me, and we followed them, and it was. It was a very beautiful. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's how we time. finished the night, like our day one. It's how I mean, we had and we did. We had a time crunch. Like, let's very be honest, much. like some minutes got away from us. Yes. And I think that almost helped us in the long run because we really had no time to overthink it. Mm-hmm. We didn't have time to get anxious or nervous about it. I listen. I don't typically run. I I, I know people want to 
they, they, I feel like people want me to say, yeah, that was really hard for me. That was really, um, that was really uncomfortable. And yeah, there were moments that were super vulnerable, but then I knew that I was doing it right. <laughs> like, right? I was like, this- well, Isn't that fulfilling too? Yes. Isn't that, isn't that kind of what you said you wanted to do from the beginning is tell something honest as a yes. pregnant woman and that feels like part of that expression yeah. right there. And it means kind of uh, relinquishing control in that in that sense. I really, I, I, I mean, the only thing I asked Brooke was like, please just don't let us look like porn stars. I mean, and that's very flattering, actually, that I'm hearing that out loud, that I think I could be a porn star, which is something my next <gasps> No, week. but you don't want it to seem gross. You don't want it to seem like it's, and what the right. intention There's is. there's a fine line, right, with what you're showing in those, in, those, in those kinds of scenes. And you just, you want to show enough where the audience feels like it's real and they're, and they're there with you and and for you and also just like leave enough to the imagination too as a viewer you don't want to be told what to think or feel right you want to be finding that for yourself one thing i want to just highlight that you said that i think is is really awesome is that uh is that you were saying if it's uncomfortable i'm probably doing it right and i feel like so many people get into this at some point because they enjoyed being audience members who felt something vis-a-vis an actor and that their understanding of actually what's being asked of them is to feel something privately. And they don't understand that, no, 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 we need you to paint with your, with everything that's great about you, with all of your trauma, with everything uncomfortable, that that's, that that actually is the thing. The people who are, who are best at this usually get something out of sharing that. Even if it is a little uncomfortable, it's also thrilling or fulfilling or cathartic. And I feel like you're really giving voice to that right now. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, I still do. I st- not to harp too much on this, but the actual practicalities. You're saying that you know let, let's let them figure it out. But literally, how do you start? Um, okay. Like it, initial positions and figure out how to it's, get people going. That does seem really difficult. Right. Me. So I mean, first of all, it's like okay. <laughs> This is MOS, like let's just, okay, we're capturing that because my voice is gonna be in there, but we need to get as much audio as possible because I think we'll probably use some lines. We we have to use dialogue, that's what I'm envisioning. But then it's also like sitting down with my uh, my producer and my AD, Danielle Ardiros, right behind me, who's like, you know, reasonably freaking out and be like, we have this many minutes to capture all of this. And I totally get that. Then what I need is for lighting to be set up. We are, you know, and this piece of furniture has to be out of here. And like, let's get everyone in this room right now. And we're in a very confined space. We're in Kate's bedroom. So there's so a small space, very limited numbers of people. We're not we're getting sound, but we're trying to be careful with that, and right. we're lighting the entire room ahead of time, so that way there's no, we have to set this up. Yeah, okay. yeah. So then also exploring, like, well, then what are our lines? What can we do? Can I go on this other side of the bed? Can we capture over here? No, that doesn't really work. Or, yeah, that, that'll that work. So it was also kind of a, a faith-based task to be like, and then we'll figure it out in editing which we had like an angel come down from the sky. Jack Mayer Lawrence is our editor and he, Jack he Lawrence. saw, Wait, sorry, Jack, what did I say? Jack Lawrence, Lawrence Mayer. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm Jack, glad I got, sorry. sorry. Jack, I love you. Sorry. I love you, Jack. It's okay. He loves um, us. I haven't everyone loves it when you whisper their name on a podcast. There's nothing creepy or weird about that <laughs> at all. So sorry. And everyone's just like turning up their volume for one second and they're like, no. Oh God, my God. Yeah. It's fine. It's um, fine. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> talking too fast. Um, but he was really able to see the vision in what we had captured. And I mean, it really was, it's interesting when you find people that can kind of take that vision from your brain 
and put it together, which was lovely. Yeah. You know, Kate, I want to ask, did you produce this too or star? Oh, she'd be that EP, yeah. honey. Yeah. You're doing all that I stuff, EP'd right? this, yes. Have you EP'd before? No. So there's just something pretty remarkable <laughs> to me. If you, There's a myth, probably based in some shitty truth, that getting pregnant can be difficult for an actress's career. Yeah. Um, there's some truth to that. But here we have someone who got pregnant and then did more than she's ever done before and quickly got recognized for that. And I do think that there's a bit of a that shines a light on maybe where some answers are. Yeah, I think you're so onto something there because I, I've been sitting on my hands waiting to waiting to do something for a long time. And honestly, Brooks film last summer and watching her do all that was I was like, OK, that was amazing. Why am I not doing that? Why am I, what is holding me back? Why do I keep, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest, I just really kept making excuses. Um, Did you think your career was supposed to look a certain way, that it was supposed to be like a, yeah, probably. I'm not supposed to be on an FX show, I'm not supposed to be making my own yeah, thing. I know, gosh, there is. We've all had that. There is, honestly, there's that, that little bit of ego, a little bit of something that gets in our way of like, well, if you make your own something, it means you're not being cast in this and that. Like, seriously, that's, that's where my Irish guilt, negative outlook, I don't always have a negative outlook, but I, I think, I think that was, I was getting in my own way, if I'm being honest. Um, it should be this, so I don't want it yeah. to have to be that yeah. kind of idea. And also, I, I've, I've written little things before, and I've always loved writing scenes in, in John's class. Um, um, and I, I feel the scenes I've written for people have been pretty successful, and they've come up to me and said, this was great, I loved doing this. Um, and I, all these little signs that I just, I wanted to, to write, but I didn't feel like, well, I'm a, I didn't go to school for writing. I'm not a writer. And, and Brooke also really helped bring that out because at one point I was like, you know what, Brooke, I should probably just write this by myself because, um, I, I should just like pull up my big girl straps. I was sort of like leaning on her a little too much to like, and she was like, no, hold your horses. We're going to write this together. We got this. And we did. And it was, she also opened up my, I, I, I really had all these, um, Pre what pre no pre precon- preconceived notions. Pre, there we are. Thank you. They're a good team. <laughs> um, about how you write, how you go about writing, and Brooke was like, "Why don't you just start talking out loud?" And I'm going to type things you say, and blah blah blah. Like this was like in the very beginning when we were trying to write the, the first scene, and and I start riffing, and then she was like, "Hold on, wait, what did you just say 20 seconds ago?" And I was like, "I don't know. You were supposed to get it. You didn't get it. Yeah, I don't remember." So then what I started I said. recording the, yes. our sessions because sometimes it would just happen and flow so fast. I was but like, like I can't. Newsflash: You can write like that. You don't just have to go sit across from each other. <laughs> with computers and your fingers at Starbucks. Granted, we did that too. Yeah, and um, I would just encourage people who are listening who want to write, like, make your own rules. Like, do it, get it out how you need to. Like, yeah, it and make the problem the solution. If sitting down is hard for you, then don't sit down. Yeah. If typing is not the first thing for you, how about you talk it out? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like this, again, I've gone off tangent, and this wasn't your question, but... <laughs> We'll take it. We will absolutely take it. Um, I do want to ask about uh, raising money and budget for this thing. Um, how did you guys pay for it? I feel like that's one of the most important questions about all short films, right? Yeah. Initially, I remember thinking, 
So I, I'm going to answer the beginning of this, and then you go for wherever you want to go. It. Um, initially, I was like, I'm going to pay for this. Um, I think I think I could I could probably squirch out a few a few grand, and um, we could, you know, nail this in a day or two. And um, I, I I knew nothing. So then, when we brought Danielle on board to produce Danielle Yiros Yiros. Um, who I met in my Tuesday night acting class. Um, I didn't know her, and then I meet mm, her I at the festival, and she's producing she's like, everything. Yeah, no, she's delightful. I need to have her on the show. It's you do. Yeah. And talk about. Yeah, I don't have four mics. No. Yeah, not yet. So we had to we had to pare down for this one, but you know. But um, but she she started. I don't remember how we came about realizing we wanted to do a seed and spark. Do you remember when that happened? I think it was just putting the budget together, putting numbers together, and having I financed my other film yours or mine last year by myself and was in the middle of the festival circuit when we started writing yeah. and was seeing how much money I was <laughs> spending on submissions for film fest. I mean it just gets so expensive so fast um, and so we were like putting numbers together and it's like if we yeah. really want to up level up which is I think our goal as we're always striving to make new ooh I'm not going to say the C word content um, or new films I want to drop for any time someone says yeah, content <laughs> um, I don't know what that. What, what is that? Is that because co- content, everything's content, content now. Content. Oh, We're making content, content right now. Your yeah. short film is content. Yeah. TV is content. Yeah. Oh yeah. Content. Okay. It's great equalizer. IG content. Yeah. I hear that. Um. <laughs> All, and if it's from IP, oh my god. <laughs> but I just want that. Okay, yeah, I was like, I don't know what that is either. Okay, you guys. <laughs> but uh, I just want to continue to level up with whatever that means. What is uh, what does that right. mean? What does level so up mean? So for me. Personally, it meant working with a bigger crew, better equipment, better equipment, better lenses, camera, everything, just so the quality was bumped up. And sometimes that means asking favors. Can I borrow your camera? Can I do this? Can I do that? But it was also very important to us to pay people on this project. Yeah, it was you guys who said, Kate, we need more money. And it's not gonna come from your pocket. So then we then we filmed A Seed and Spark. Uh, one of those- was so fun. It was the most fun. The, the three of us had a great time doing that and they brought out, I, I, I think the reason I, I also got Danielle and Brooke uh, flanked them to my sides was because these are two women I felt I could be my authentic self around. I just, I just knew I could and I knew that they would um, allow for nothing less. So we filmed the, you know, will you give us money? I'm had Kate's having a baby. That was also a whole nother thing where people thought, are you, I had people call me, are you really pregnant? Are you, are you pretending you're pregnant for a film? I'm sorry, I'm confused. Or are you just trying to raise money for the baby, but you're doing it through the guys? I know. <laughs> well, this oh is ha- literally how she announced she was pregnant. It was. Remember? Yes. Yeah. yes. So she hadn't told people. So then we had we got we got some pink and blue balloons and mm-hmm. it was like this reveal of like this is happening and this is happening. Awesome. Yeah. Uh it was very exciting. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a breast pad still in me. <laughs> I was like, what's in my right boob? Oh, it's this She's been like in her sweatshirt for a while now. Yeah, Both arms just, in there, and it's just like, let her go. Because I'm anymore. cold, but not, and I'm like kind of embarrassed because I'm sweating a little. Um, okay. But yeah, so we, so we, we did that, and I, I guess I got very um, specific with my reaching out. Um, for this was my big ask, right? Like I haven't made anything before, and this was for all the um, 
producers and creatives in town who, I, who I've worked with who have said, you know, make something on your own. Please let me know when and I will help you. I, I reached out to those people. I did. I mean, we Brooke and Danielle nailed the Instagram and the social media. I, I, I spent a good like entire weekend sending out individual emails to and not really copy pasting, just like to like at least a hundred people. And I, I think, I think that's how we did so well, especially in our first, I mean, we hit our goal. We hit 50% within almost 24 hours, which is unheard of. Danielle and I were shocked, but we weren't because it was like, well, duh, everybody loves Kate. Of course they're showing up. But it was, it was this incredible achievement because Seed and Spark is always encouraging you like really want to try to hit 33% in that first week. And we're like, can we can't? And then it just would like took off. I was in New York at the time and I remember getting all these notifications just like, wait, what? Oh, wait. Oh my gosh, 50. Like I oh. It was cool. It happened very quickly. It was great. Yeah. So the, let's get into the mechanics of this though. First, why Seed and Spark instead of Kickstarter, Indiegogo? Uh, well, we decided because it was a female-owned business and we were telling the story that it was just, it was something we were passionate about supporting their business. Uh, I hadn't worked with them before. I had had several uh, also female filmmakers this year that had also done campaigns on there and had had success. And then, you know, they're, they're, um, their statement of what they do and the percentage that they take from the filmmakers, it just, it all lined up with what, what we believed and valued. Okay, so you followed your principle on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the actual pragmatics. So you have you have a hell of a video. I mean, if you're announcing someone's pregnancy, that's a pretty exciting thing. And then being able to tie that to a movie, that's pretty unique. We almost just used the Seed and Spark video as our... That was our film. <laughs> that was the short? That was I, it. I, I, we literally thought about entering that into the JRS festival. Yeah, I wanted to go to Palm Springs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can still go to Palm Springs. Uh, okay, but let's get to the mechanics. So you make this video, and I do think it's important to have something special in your video, and you guys have that. Um, and it's not just the pregnancy. It's the fact that it relates to the movie so uh, fundamentally. But then, like... You know, people talk about like, oh, I just do a Kickstarter. But I think the ones who succeed on that, this is a around the clock kind of investment. And so you're saying you're writing hundreds of personal emails. Mm-hmm. What is happening on social media? What else are you doing? How often are you at your computer? How often are you reaching out to people? What are you? I want people to really get an idea of what does it take to make one of these things successful. Cause, I mean, it was what we were living and breathing for weeks up till when we launched it. But even after, you're constantly reaching out to people, people messaging you on Instagram. That's what. Um, do you reach I've, out ahead of time? Do you like uh, prime the pump a little bit? Do you tell people this is coming? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys. You, you and Daniel did a great job at that. Like the the whole lead up thing, well. the countdown. Yeah. Well, you want people to get excited, and Seed and Spark encourages that. They kind of have a plan that they develop with you. Um, as to how to go about it. So a, a huge part of it is like, get ready, get ready. Cause then you build the anticipation for what's coming and people want to be a part of it as opposed to like, give me money for this thing. Well, everyone is doing things that they want, you know, like that's just become so common. It's not. Yeah. And it, the, you, you have to go above and beyond the mass email these days. I yeah. mean, how many mass emails are we getting? Yeah. That you're just sort of like, I, <sighs> yeah. So well, we, we're getting to election season too. Oh. We're going to get like 50, I Life and death, yes. the entire climate is on Truly. the line. Give me your money for Senate. Truly. So who yeah. am I going to give it to for a short time? I yeah. mentioned that in the Seed and Spark video. There are tons of things to give your money to. Right. Why us? Right. Well, And then we were just also very um, strategic about, I, I mean, it's not the word that I want to use, but our brand. 
and celebrating this con- this single pregnant woman funny comedy that has heart that's what we wanted to capture in every post we posted on Instagram we also created videos um, for the campaign um, to release throughout so it wasn't just our campaign video it was also these personal videos about why we were doing it and what we wanted to do on how set how much did you have to put into those in terms of production value money time oh, we filmed it on our iPhone yeah. yeah, it looks great, but that's the thing about technology now is you don't have to always spend a, a million dollars to make things look really great. You just have to have people who know what they're doing. Sure, yeah. Which wasn't me. I, I am not, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do Instagram that well. <laughs> but this is the thing, because I'm, I'm asking a lot of these questions because I'm really interested, but I'm also finding that like, on some level, a lot of the answers when people are successful are, are thematically similar, which is we have people who feel very comfortable together, uh, comfortable enough that they can kind of be demanding of what they need from each other. I need you to do this, and the other person's going to do it. Oh, yeah. There's a, you were saying your brand, but your brand is something deeply personal to you. Um, people are often saying, why you, why this story, why now, whether it's a pilot you want to make or a short film. And you two seem to have a really good answer for that, and your answer is you. Um, and I feel like when your answer is that personal and that vulnerable, that that's often going to be the thing that makes everyone stop and take notice. And I feel like you have all of that, all of those ingredients go together. And I'm not surprised that you get something really incredible from it. Thanks. Wow, thank you. Yeah, um, you're right. It is. It's 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 a right mixture. It, it, short films are tough too. Yeah, they're they're not features. And I do to me, if it's not going to feel like a proof of concept or like an episode of a single camera comedy, this is kind of kind of jump and jump and jump. You need to have a like a vulnerable story. And if not, like, well, why? How else am I going to care in ten minutes if it's not something you're deeply invested in before I've even started watching? Yes. Yeah. We don't have time to get into that. Uh, do you? Have any advice to people kind of making their first short film right now? Uh, either they, they have the idea or they don't even have their first? I think the thing that we just continue to learn over and over again is don't be precious. As much as you want to hold something and hold it so closely to you and make it perfect, art is not perfect, storytelling is not perfect, humanity is not perfect. So I think give your all into the story you want to tell, but also find that freedom in the exploration of the collaboration. Well, practically, I want to unpack that, though. Mm-hmm. What does that actually mean? Like, thematically, I get that. Yeah. But in terms of how, you know, I'm, I'm writing right now, mm-hmm. how do I not be precious? Is it that I'm just trying, you know, I won't let anyone else see it? What does that sure. mean? Like, what's the practical way to let go of being precious? Well, I think sometimes we get so in our head and we get so uncomfortable with the release of a story or something from us. So not being precious is just sitting down and I don't know if I can cuss on this. You fucking can. Sitting down and just fucking writing. And it, guys, this is not simple stuff. It can be so incredibly painful, especially when it's things that you're exploring that are so deeply personal, but you have to let it out. And there will be a lot of shit that comes out. We, we explored so many different um, uh, circumstances or stories that we thought about telling before we landed on this one but we wouldn't have found it if we didn't explore those other thoughts. Yeah. Well, and you say that it hurts, and I agree, but isn't there something healing in the expression of the hurt? Yeah. Like, you gotta kind Cathartic of... Cathartic, too, sometimes. Yeah. Like you gotta wash out a wound for it to, you know, get clean and heal, and I feel yeah. like it's some... I feel a lot of people don't want to touch their shit. I, yeah, I, I mean, 
I'm not one of those people. <laughs> Model podcast. Everybody look at my shit. Brooke, you're touching <laughs> your shit a lot all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of the best ways to heal. You're right. Uh, how did you become a filmmaker? How did that happen for you? Um, well, I go to this place called John Rosenfeld Studios, mm-hmm. um, and uh, John changed my life for the better in more ways than one. But one of them was him just continually uh, asking me to create, and I was very defensive. I'm an actor. Don't tell me to do that. This industry yeah. cannot see me in another way. But then kind of easing into that. And um, yeah, I guess it's been like the past six years. I've made at least one short a year. One of my first ones was with you, Brian Norris. <laughs> you made a silly one. Oh, man. And that just seems like a lifetime ago. We made a silly one entirely based on like just a character I wanted to see you play in class. Yeah. And then you sent me an email. So it was called Miss Susie Norman. It was about a, it was about like the, the t- most terrifying the nosy neighbor who's actually going to come after the uh, unmarried non-religious couple and take their baby um, under the guise of, of poisonous cookies and we just got an email from somebody who has a wife named Susie Norman and yeah. she wants this movie for her for her birthday but I have to tell you Mr. Norman I don't think you want this film for her birthday um, I'm curious uh this is a large kind of open-ended question, which is terrible on my part, but how do you feel optimistic or pessimistic about where the industry is going? And just to kind of prime that a little bit, on one hand, you two are making things and they're excellent. Representation is not perfect, but I would say that there's it's getting better. The, the, the arrow's pointing the right direction on that. Technology is more affordable for everybody, so there's uh, more democratization of making content. There's that word again. Uh, but at the same time, it feels like movies are dying and you know commercials are dying and residuals probably won't exist soon because it's all streaming and that we're all pawns in the great corporate streaming wars. So when you wake up, do you feel optimistic about the industry? Do you feel pessimistic? Or do you just try not to think about it? I have to feel optimistic. I think... I think that is, if you're going to stay in it, that's where you have to be. The minute we start thinking, well, there's no place for me anymore, then, then, then you're in the wrong one to begin with. And also, I, um, when we are basing our success off of whether or not we're being accepted by this industry, whether or not that means you're booking four guest stars a year or, you know, going out for pilot season all the time. Like, it's not going to work long term. And John's helped, I think, a lot of a lot of us figure that out. You just have to keep yourself in it by doing things like making a film. And you will you will get noticed if if things, you know, happen in a way that I think for us, I, I think our film is going to do really well. I mean, um, because as Brooke has said, the heart and the vulnerability and the story and um, the impact that I know it's already had on people who have who have come up to us and said, this was, this was really special. That's what we're doing it for. I think that's, that's what it's got to be for, to create, to collaborate, to um, learn how to executive produce. If I'm if I'm waiting for the phone to ring and waiting for somebody to say yes to me all the time, then I, I'm never gonna be creatively fulfilled. It takes a while to figure that out though. I mean, I'm 36, so it's just, that's, 
I'm 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 now feeling like I'm in a really good place. I don't know, and so I, I am I allowed to feel that way? I I think I am. So I think I think you you have to wake up and have optimism, and it and it does help when you create your own stuff because then you have something to put out there, and creating something that that makes you I love I I finally feel like I made a movie where I see myself on screen and it was so fun um seeing it on the big screen uh, and seeing I was like wow I'm really proud of myself you should be thank you and, and that doesn't that feeling doesn't come easy and it doesn't come often and we we paved the way for for these glowy feelings right now so that helps with the optimism um yeah, who who knows where the, all this new stuff's gonna take us? That all these varying streaming, networking—I don't know. You know, who knows? We don't have control over that. We we only have control over what we do. So, you just you just gotta do it. And by making it yourself, I think you. So many people, I think, still believe that this is like we're going to do your co-stars, and then you don't have to do those anymore because now you're a guest star. And once you're a series regular, you don't have to do the other stuff anymore, and it's just up, up, up forever, and, you and the money's always better, and then you die, and then you're in memoriam at the Oscars or something. Right. But really, I think it's like it's some jobs are lucrative, some jobs aren't. Some you have to make yourself. Some are embarrassing. Some are so fulfilling, and some are your crowning achievements of your life, and you don't get to choose that once you embrace the up and down of it all I want to give you the same question though Brooke uh, do you feel the same any differences uh, in terms of optimism pessimism about the industry um, I think in general I'm a pretty optimistic person but what I'm really going through right now um, in a personal on a personal note is living with the light and the dark okay and really exploring the fact that I think they live with one another and they don't exist with one another without one another. Um, So for me, that is (laughs) tapping into the fears of what is to come and acknowledging what that feels like and maybe having those days, but not giving up. And continuing to show up even when it's hard. Which I think when you're going through these changes in an industry, when everything truly is changing around you and you can't really grasp onto what that is, well, how do I control this? How do I control that? What can you control? Well, if I was to talk to five-year-old Brooke that had mom and dad hold the camcorder and made uh, Bethany, my little sister, say these lines, and oh wait, you can, you're a storyteller. So that's what I control in this world. That's why I'm here, is to tell stories. So I guess I'll just continue to do that, and the industry will continue to expand, and maybe there's new ways I'll be able to tell stories. But I can't control what that will be, except continuing doing Sorry, continuing to show up to do what I'm supposed to do. That's so brave. I, or is it courageous? I remember learning years and years and years ago now, so much so that I don't remember it perfectly, but the, the courage and bravery have different root words. And in one of them, the idea is that you know what's on the other side and it's terrifying and you do it anyway. And the other one is you have no fucking clue and just, I'm going to go anyway. And I think when you actually know what's on the other side and you have some awareness of this is hard. This is, these are my demons, this is the industry's demons, et cetera, that you are, the bravery is more valuable and the preparation you do to get ready for that is, uh, it, it serves you well. I think it does. Um, you guys talked about the festival circuit a little bit. How do you plan on uh, approaching that? 
Well, we um, we hired a film consultant. There are film festival consultants. Well, there's one. Um, <laughs> you guys one that bears? we recommend. Yes. Nope. Bears. bears. Yes. No. Who? Wait. No. Rebecca oh, Bears. I thought you said Harris. No, I've like, heard her name. I think there are yes. several. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple. I don't know. You can draw a second. You can also you can also tell me later to just bleep out the name, great, great, and I'll just add a bleep. Oh, yeah. Maybe he wants the business. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, we worked with a great, uh, uh, we had a meeting with a guy named Thomas, and he, um, I basically was like, listen, I want to submit this to festivals. I know shit about festivals. I would rather pay somebody a nice little flat fee to help me understand. And as much as Brooke and Danielle have had films and festivals, I, I, I wanted to educate myself and each other and have somebody who knows he, he used to be a programmer for a big festival here in LA he's a film professor um, I had a friend who had a who I was in a short film who had used him and recommended and so he's basically like helped curate watches your film a bunch helps curate a list of where he thinks your festival will will shine or will do well or will get accepted or you know as he calls our little film darling and he hates comedy and he loves her uh, yeah so 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 I, I don't know if that's the typical route people go but this is what we did and um he he made this fantastic list for us and i'm kind of like i just didn't feel like throwing a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks i want i really wanted to strategize well, right yeah did you see that article in the hollywood reporter this week no but it's really interesting everyone should look it up it. it's about the film festival circuit and it's about and I'm not saying this about all film festivals I was just on the circuit this year and it was delightful but there are predators out there that are so willing to take advantage of filmmakers right and it goes deep into that with some personal experiences from some younger filmmakers so I know there's a lot of stuff with script and pilot competitions really? that got show, that got blown up last year where it turned out like these people weren't connecting them with anybody and they were just collecting all the fees yep. for it yep so I was uh, yeah, I wanted to go about it strategically as well. Because if we're, you know, if you're going to invest in something, do it smartly. Don't just throw your money out the window. And it was lovely. It was a, it was a very educational experience. And we have, I have, we have confidence now going into that kind of season and more of a strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's just reach out to anyone listening right now. I think some things you guys are talking about that's just important for people to know is that submissions cost a lot of money and that they're more likely to accept you if you're going to be there, which means there's travel fees associated with it. And this is a whole part of your budget that exists outside of production and post-production and that there are a lot of festivals that don't matter and that there are some great consultants. I'd love it if you guys will talk to your fellow about this and find out whether he wants his name in here because I can put in the show notes. I do think the idea of looking for some Somebody who has expertise is a great idea because it matters where you premiere. It matters uh, that affects your entire run from there. And a lot of people handicap themselves by just saying yes to the first thing that they can. Um, I think that part can be really important. Um, I have a couple last questions for you. Uh, Miss Executive Producer, uh, are there plans to produce more? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. I think um, we've gone from a no to a maybe. I would rather I'm going to write a feature next because uh, I can, ladies and gentlemen, you can, I can, <laughs> um, and I might keep it in the maternal world, um, uh, just because 
I think mothers are amazing now. I, I have all new respect for all my friends who have become mothers over the years. You just don't know until, um, until you do. And it is very hard. It's hard and it's wonderful. And it's already just, it's, it's so filling. Um, and I, I have, I just can't believe women have been doing this for a, uh, for as long as we have. And yeah, being in this industry and having a baby is, I think, um, I, I don't know how it's going to go, Brian. I don't, I, I don't know. I, Tell I'll, me the answers. I, I'm gonna make it safe okay, for me. Let me see. <laughs> Would you say make it safe for them? Make it safe no, for me. Oh, no, 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 for, no, you. for me. I, you said you didn't know where things are going to go. Now I'm nervous. I just don't. So I, I think what this whole project taught me is that, is that I can. And knowing that you can and that you and if you want to do it again, you can. Um, I I liked EPing this, but also when you're when you're co-writing and starring it, it's it's a lot of hats to wear. And that's why some people were like, "Oh, why didn't you want to direct too?" I'm like, "Are you kidding? Why? Why would I do that to myself? I I I, I wouldn't even know how to do all that at once." What else are you going to get from that? No, outside of vanity. No, exactly. Like if, you, if you pull that out, what what are the rewards for doing that? I don't, I, I don't think there are any. Um, and so I did want to have, I wanted to have something to show for this pregnancy and that we created something and that I acted in something and something to show on the other side of my son's birth, um, to people and say, Hey, here I am. Look what I did. Uh, and that's, that's that. I, 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 wait, what was your question? Well, I'm actually going to throw another one at you because you did answer the first one. I also kind of have to pee, but I'm going to keep holding we're, it. We're nearing the end, okay. so we're going to let you go real soon. Uh, one question that I have for you uh, is, what's something you've learned about screen acting? And I mean, like, the second that you put it in front of that lens that is different than when you're doing theater or anything else. I've learned that my hand can act. <laughs> go on. I've learned... <laughs> I've learned that you're telling story with your veins. You are telling story with your entire body. Um, it is not just with your eyes and your mouth. It is with every movement, every every pulse. I, I've learned that the, the camera is on your... I, I, it, it's just so much more molecular, right? It's, it's happening... It's happening uh, whether you want it to or not. You don't have really control. I think that's what I learned this time around. You have less control, and that is how it should be. Um, you are—you're not a cog in the in the big artistic puzzle, but you are a piece that is supposed to be breathing, and reacting, and responding, and and noticing, and listening. And that is your job. That is it—is to just be. Um, and that, I think this was the first time I really tried to embody that. Um, and it's so much more fun. I, I don't know. You, you really, you shouldn't really know what happened when, when Brooke yells cut or whoever. You just, you just have to hope you were in it. And okay. I think that's, that's it for the screen. Awesome. Uh, Brooke, any upcoming directing plans? Um, I mean, the door's open, you know. The door's um, open. I love directing. For your inspiration, and should anyone maybe hear this or have seen your movie and want to reach out to you and maybe hire a director? Yeah. I'm all, I'm all about the collaboration. I'm writing a lot more, working on, um, 
you know, developing a few pitches with different places. But I think it's, I think it's just, I just want to speak to this because Youngbrook needs to hear it. Great. Is she out there? Um, she is. That like, there's just, there's no, the industry is changing so quickly, which also means you don't have to be in this cookie cutter, I am an actor or I am a writer. You are a creative and that will, that can be explored in so many ways. And it's really empowering. And I personally have never been as confident in or expressive or like present in my acting through directing and writing. It, it's kind of incredible. Yeah. That's something I keep finding out with this is that people, whether they're feeling successful with their acting or not, that l- taking the right turn to creativity wherever it ends up being, whether it's directing or it's making jewelry or lanyards, that that always brings people back to a happier place with their acting, even if it feels like you might be leaving it behind for a second. And it's just, it's not true. Have some faith. Keep going. What's something you've learned uh, about the screen? Maybe you feel free to talk from the perspective of an actor, but also you're you're watching people in the editing room. You're having to cut them. Um, what is something that you feel like actors should know about the screen uh, uh, and screen acting that they don't? Well, I think just remember, and also feeding off of what Kay said, that the camera it, it's it's unforgiving in the way that it will not hide anything. But I think there's there's immense beauty there because then everything you're, that's going through your mind is shown. And that was so fun to work with Kate because she's beautifully present and expressive. So, you know, sometimes my AD would get mad at me because I just wanted to keep rolling because it was just the, you know, the heart was exposed. We It was broken. Op- it was open. We were exploring. But... Unfortunately, I mean, I think I could have made a feature, like, because she was just so present. Anyway, um, so what? Uh, what was the um? Did I answer it? Think about screen acting. What did oh, you screen about? acting is that? Yeah, just that that presence and that you can't hide anything. So being present, so present where you might feel like you're not doing something is okay. Because yeah, so it takes away kind of trying to do it right, and it's more just like oh fuck that. Try yeah. to have something happen. Try to experience something true. Right. Be in the moment. You can't. You can't be ahead or behind. You have to be right there. Okay. Just hard. I get it, but. If people want to see O Baby, my guess is is it, it's not out there yet, right? Because we're doing the festival circuit, and it hasn't had its official. Right world premiere yet right um, if people want to follow the film on social media is there a handle for it yeah. or is there a website yeah we're at Instagram um, at obabyfilm at obabyfilm um, and is there anything else you want to plug before I ask you for your uh, individual handles and whatnot? is there any other projects coming up anything you want to plug it's so funny we're so like the film consultant was like you know just make sure he's like oh, basically your film doesn't matter anymore and make sure when you are out there in the festival circuit that you talk about what you're doing next and it doesn't matter even if you are we were like well we are and he's like yeah just say you're in development for something this goes back to the whole content thing I just we're all saying it now I, I know it's like what's next what's next I, I tell people that about agent meetings too it's like don't tell them about your resume they can see it that's what's that it happened already true. where it's are you true. going where are you going well we want to see we'll have to see where oh baby goes and um I am working, I am about to start, I mean, I'm, hello, I have a newborn still, and I'm, I'm working on becoming a, a, a fantastic mom um, daily, which is 
so wonderful. I'm actually back. I'm in back in acting class this week, which I'm excited about. And um, and I am going to start working on a feature that I have in mind. So, you know, I don't know. And it's not. I'm not. I don't know if I'm not necessarily writing it for myself. I'm, I just want to write it and get it out there, and then see what happens. I love it. Uh, Kate, if people want to learn more about you, uh, I know you're not huge on the Insta. Uh, I'm on Insta. Have- it's my AOL. It's my, it's my high school AOL name, at KMC three star. It's hysterical. It'll also be in the show notes. That'll be on that. And uh, I'm katemorganchadwick.com, but I need to update my website if I'm being real. And okay, if I so update my website. check out her really dated website. I mean, ask my husband to do it for me. I'm like picturing that it's from the 80s for some reason. That it's just like all like just curl hair, <laughs> like crimped cake. out. And there stuff, is a baby and picture jackets on, me on and there. All sorts of stuff. Uh, Brooke, if people want to learn more about you, yeah. anything that they can uh, check out or follow? Um, nothing being released now, but everything is always on my website, brooktranter.com. Um, I'm working on a feature as well, and I think Kate are gonna, and I are going to try to see what we can develop O Baby into, either um, a potential series or film. We're kind of um, still developing that. And then I'm working uh, with my dear friend, Asha, Michelle Wilson um, on a short coming up in the new year. It's a weird time of year though too because like, things wind down but also there's like this energy of like but what what do we have to do before you know I mean to make this year success the town and the next decade down. phenomenal. Exactly. I'm a firm believer in the holidays. You just oh. gotta sit back yeah. and have some holiday time. Yeah. Oh I'm about I leave in two days for two weeks in Australia. What? Which means that two of my best friends are getting married. One of them's an Aussie. And so basically my year is ending now because it's two weeks in Australia and then it's come back for Thanksgiving and then there's like two and a half weeks and then Christmas and then the dead January time, Sundance, and then it'll be pilot season in like three months. So I get to hibernate now. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm going to make friends with the koala. Um, thank you both. Uh Whenever Oh Baby is out, uh, let me know and I'll add it to the show notes in retrospect. So that way when people can see this, I want them to. Because uh, it really, you two did something really amazing. And um, yeah. Uh, so thank you both for being here. Kate, Brooke, it's been a pleasure. Hope to have you back real soon. We can develop Oh Baby into either um, a potential series or film. We're kind of um, still developing that. And then I'm working uh, with my dear friend, Asha, Michelle Wilson, um, on a short coming up in the new year. It's a weird time of year, though, too. It is. Like, things wind down, but also there's, like, this energy of, like, but what what do we have to do before, you know? I mean, to make this year a success the town and the next decade down. phenomenal. Exactly. I'm a firm believer in the holidays. You just oh. got to sit back yeah. and have some holiday time. Yeah. Oh, I'm about, I leave in two days for two weeks in Australia. What? That two of my best friends are getting married. One of them's an Aussie. And so basically my year is ending now because it's two weeks in Australia and then it's come back for Thanksgiving and then there's like two and a half weeks and then Christmas and then the dead January time, Sundance, and then it'll be pilot season in like three months. So I get to hibernate now. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm going to make friends with the koala. Um, Thank you both. Whenever Oh Baby is out, uh, let me know and I'll add it to the show notes in retrospect. Uh, So thank you both for being here. Kate, Brooke, it's been a pleasure. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Kate and Brooke. Thank you to presenting sponsor John Rosenfeld Studios. And mostly thank you to you for listening. Please rate and review us. Uh, tell your friends. Hit us up on social media. Email us at industrytownpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be back later this week with uh, another podcast from a short film winner, Kenna Wright, whose short film Palms won Best Drama. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be back later. 